Hello, Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. Welcome to Hello, Vineyard Season 2. Or Hello, Vineyard 2.0. We're still kind of we, deciding. We, we have a, yeah, a debate on it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's great being here with you, Dad. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, Good. What made you want to change the format? So I've been doing a, a Zoom meeting at 2 o'clock on Tuesdays where I was answering Vine Press questions, and then we were doing a Zoom meeting again on Wednesdays, and, um, and some of the things would be repeated. So I just felt like um, we, could, um, we could kind of merge the two things. It's still going to be Hello Vineyard, but with a Vine Press segment. And then um, we were also, because it was live all the time, we never knew when the thing was going to glitch on us. <laughs> and it would kind of toss everybody out of the show and make it difficult to pick back up the I, pace. I was everything. working on it a bit. We have yeah. a fancy router at the house, and I was messing with settings. Yeah. But I lost his, uh, his confidence in my home Internet. So well, anyway, also, we have, we're here at the church. <laughs> we have all this stuff that we can use. We have cameras and set up. We're, microphones. We're, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, it just felt like it would be good to go. And then what we're going to do is we're going to shoot this uh, during the week. We can make a better production that way. And then we'll still stream it on Wednesdays um, so uh, people can watch it there. And uh, it'll be on, you know, all of our regular streaming channels on Wednesday evenings at 7. Still be Hello Vineyard, um, but we'll be adding this Vine Press segment to it. And if you've never watched one of the Vine Presses... Uh, that's where I just take questions uh, that people ask about the previous week's sermon, and I do my best to answer them. And you can always ask questions at, uh, at go to any of the websites and just look for Vine Press questions, and it'll take you to a page. You type your question in, question in, and we'll we'll do our best to answer it there. It's uh, two podcasts for the price of one. That's correct. And yes. if you weren't watching this, you'd be doing something else. That's, that's absolutely. And that and is and our slogan. And if you were doing something else. You wouldn't be watching this. You, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So anyway, we'll just transition right into the Vine Press section where yes. people can submit questions about last weekend's sermon and you'll answer them. Yeah. So. And really, if they had any other question, I would do my best to answer it. Every now and again, someone has a question. Go through Vine Press and uh, if I, I, you know, I would try and... Uh, deal with those here at this point in time too as best as possible yeah. so yeah i have a list of questions from congregants from students and we'll go through those and you'll answer them to the best of your ability yes I so will. jesus has freed us but not everyone is living free yet and why is that and more specifically believers okay so and and actually that's a great question and i have a similar question later on i saw the questions earlier um so uh, i'll probably get to go to this one twice um, it's really, a, and, and we'll be talking about that this weekend too. So sin has absolutely been dealt with at the cross. And I'll talk about how and why and what that means. And we are now new creations. And, and we'll be digging into that as well. But what we don't have yet is um, we're not yet thinking with the mind of Christ. And that's kind of the thing that takes a while. Um, so you've been, you've been freed from the power of death and the power of sin. It, 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 you, aren't, um, you have a choice now. And, and by yielding to the Holy Spirit, we can make better choices. And those of you who have been walking with the Lord for a while, you figured that out, that there were things that always used to get you. And over time, as you yielded to the Spirit, um, you get freed from them. And it's not just, you know, willpower. It's the power of the Lord. It's, it's Holy Spirit power helping us to overcome those things and to make better decisions along the way. And so we begin to experience freedom uh, in areas of our lives over time. And most of that's attributed to a mindset that we're, we're starting to think differently. We used to have a mindset that was based in the sort of the old creation stuff and and it, it had a way of it always wanted to do its own thing but now we can start looking at things with the mind of christ 
and it does change things. It's just, it's a process. Sanctification is a process. It's not, a, it's not, a, it's not just like that, and then I'll, I'll no longer do anything wrong. It's a, a, a lifetime process until we're with Jesus. So um, the, the, the big change is we now have the ability to not make bad choices. We will still make some. And then we sure. have an advocate with the Father, and we can go to Jesus, and everything's, you know, but we don't take advantage, you know, we don't use that to, to do what we want. But um, we, we don't have to, and that's a big difference in our lives. Yeah, and you were talking a few weeks ago, um, you know, when Jesus resurrected, he was more real. Yeah. So it's always, you know, there, there's a threshold we have to go before we're really, like, truly free, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, but it's all in this tension because, sure. in effect, you are free, but you're still, you're still haven't completely changed. Your mind is still being transformed. It's being renewed. And, and this is a process. So can so, you think of, like, an analogy or um, some sort of metaphor, I don't know what the right word is, that would explain why that is? Because I think that confuses a lot of people. Like, we're saved, but... You know, we still fall at times. Well, yeah. You know, the thing is, it's like, um, let's go back to the people of Israel and, and the Exodus. They had been set free from uh, slavery and bondage. That's the picture of them being set free. And yet, any time things got a little tough, they wanted to go back to that. Even though what they had was amazingly better, their mindset hadn't caught up yet. And so they kept thinking, oh, well, we had it better back in the day when that was happening. And that's what happens to us. We, just, <laughs> we don't even have any salt. No. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm tired of manna. I'm tired yeah. of quail. I'm t- and it's like back there we had uh, all these things. And that's really what, what sin does to us now is it's sort of, tr- you know, it's a deception. Oh, it was, this would be better, and it's not. It's always deception. And the reality was, for them, they had it so much better with what God was doing in their lives. And yet, they, they hadn't, their mindset hadn't changed. Awesome answers. So, going on to our next question in Vine Press. What's the difference between going through a test or trial and being under spiritual attack? And do these situations alter our freedom? Um, well, they, they try and, those situations will try and take your freedom away. So, so yeah, that's, and that's what's going on. Um, the difference, and the differences are, I, I, so, I mean, there are times when I think the enemy is, is after us. Now, and he doesn't know what we're thinking, but he'll toss stuff out in our way. Um, I would call that, you know, a level of oppression. And I get a, I get a feeling of that. There are, there are things sometimes going on just in the spirit realm where he's, he's trying to, you know, take joy away he's trying to make life feel very difficult he's trying to do those things and we can choose to give in or not um and then there's other times when it's it's just our flesh uh you know some things we can attribute to the enemy and then some things are just our flesh sometimes our flesh uh has these these sort of desires and it it will try and make them your focus i would i would say you know a lot of times like with flesh uh like hunger um, you know, your flesh gets hungry and you want to do something about it. But, but it, if you're like me, that thing is never satisfied no. fully. Always it's always hungry. hungry. Yep. It always wants something else. <laughs> and I have to try and say no uh, to everything. I just can't have everything I want. Or it takes over and consumes me. And so um, that, that would be sort of my flesh thing more than I would consider that an attack from the enemy. You know, he could certainly, you know, pile on um, to that. But uh, 
you know, the, the spiritual attack would come more from giving way to my flesh and then sort of indulging where I shouldn't, and then he piles on guilt and shame, which can make it worse, and you go in that direction. So, so there is a difference, um, but in either case, what we need to do is realize we're free, remember we're new creations, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. That really changes things. Like, if you're feeling tempted or even, you know, under attack, go straight to Holy Spirit and say, I need help. I'm, 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 feeling, I'm feeling myself getting weak. I can't do that. I need your help. And he absolutely will step in and help you. And uh, he's really good that way. Awesome question. Awesome answer. Thank you for that. So, what are you going to do when I have an answer you don't like? You're going to say, oh, that was a terrible answer. Uh, we'll see. We'll, when we get there, we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we arrive okay. at that destination. But for now, yeah. I think for the most part, because we're very similar in our mindset and, you know, there's the whole father and son thing. And I was never very rebellious. I'm going to agree with 99% of your answers unless they directly impact me in a negative way. So <laughs> as far as vine press questions, I think we're yeah. going to be on the same okay. page here. Good. So uh, next question. It is good to have views on eternity, on how eternity will pan out. And I'm really excited about the prospect of heaven and beyond. Do you think there is a danger that we can sometimes be so heavenly minded that we take our eyes off doing Christ's work here on earth? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, yes. Next question. No, I'm teasing. Uh, no, th- these would be very short episodes. It is yes and no. Yeah. Right? <laughs> True, yeah. false. Here's, here's the thing. You know, and, and some people said that you're so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. I, and I think that, you know, if you got to a place where you were, you were so sort of trying to make everything... Uh, you know, uh, a supernatural thing, um, you you would lose some of your ability here. I think how we balance that is, uh, and we talked about this last week a little bit, is, is that we're eternal beings in the present, and that the things that we do now make a difference for eternity. Somehow God is going to take the things that we're doing now, and, and they're going to be caught up in the renewal of everything. So um, all of this is sort of, you know, Jesus' work. And so it I think it's very important that we stay focused and plugged in and that we're people of mission. And, and you know, as people who are firmly um, entrenched in uh, what, what's coming up and how good it is, that should spur us on in our mission to help other people come to know that truth. And we talked about, you know, really the, the, the commission last week, how important that was, that we're to, two weeks ago, and that we're to be those that share the good news. And that that's why we're here still. I mean, that's the big part of it. We're, we're to live life in a way that we're making a difference, that our light, his light is shining through us into the world around us so they can come to know truth. So um, the idea of life after life after death, all of the promises, everything we talk about, you know, the points of contact that we have now, Holy Spirit in us, all of that should really make us just want to get more focused in being mission-minded and doing, you know, as Jesus did. You know, he came, so, so you know, to serve uh, and, and not to be served. And he, his mission was to help people, you know, find their way into the kingdom of God. Yeah, and we read, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus himself said, and your will be done here on earth as it, it is, is in heaven. heaven. Right. So I think when we're heaven-minded, our main thing is... Trying to get heaven down yeah. here with us right now in the, in the present. So I, I don't see them bouncing off of each other as some no. people do. It's, yeah, yeah. it's let's get both. Right. It's why not both. I'm a why not both yeah, and kind it should of guy. Be both both and. Yeah. Both are good. Not either or, both and. <laughs> so cool. Thank you for that question. Uh, next question. 
if our moral bodies are here on earth mortal it should be sorry mortal yeah i'm reading the notes there should be a t there's a yeah. typo there now is that your typo or uh, it was just the way it came in and yeah. i didn't okay. correct it at the time please spell check your questions <laughs> no, upon it's entry not, it's really okay. <laughs> I okay. can i can discern what it if, is if our mortal bodies are here on earth because that makes a lot more sense than moral bodies. Yeah, yeah. What part of us has entered eternity early? And what exactly is our eternal body that we have now? Is it our, our soul or, you know, is it something we're yet to get? Or so, You know, people struggle with this whole idea. And, and sometimes you have to be careful about how you, how do you sort of view the soul and what that means and how that sort of weighs out in Scripture. And I don't want to get into all of that right now because that's a, that's a pretty long discussion. And these bar stools are only so comfortable. They're only so comfortable. The, the, but we are fully internal. We're fully engaged in our eternal life um, already. And so, uh, the, but this body is, is not going to be the vehicle that takes us through. Uh, it's going to get an upgrade and a huge upgrade. Um, and, and so... I like to think of it this way, and I'm sure this will help now. So we're, we're fully e- eternal beings now. If you've come to Christ, you're in. You're, your eternal life has started the moment you ask Jesus. We looked at those verses last week, and I'll, I'll touch on that again this week. But what's coming up is either um, this body's going to be done, and we're going to go to heaven if Jesus hasn't come back. And I like to think of that, you know, in new terms. It would sort of be like my, uh, if, if this body is hardware... And everything else is software. My software is going to get uploaded into the cloud and be fully engaged there because it can, it can absolutely do everything it needs to do in that state in heaven with Jesus. Everything and and is, it's, it's God's servers, not yeah, like yeah. Microsoft or yeah. Apple servers. It's not servers. going to be any failures. Promise. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's going to be no yeah. subscription charge to those cloud services. So I will, I will, Paid in full. Yeah, and we'll be fully <laughs> engaged there in heaven in that state. So I, I know that's a little bit to think about. And then when Jesus comes back and... and you know, the, the, uh, we're all, you know, newly physically resurrected bodies. That download will happen, and, and the, the new hardware will get our, our software, and that's how we're going to engage in this life. So, um, uh, just so you know that, though, that's a continuation of what happens. It's basically a, uh, we're going to change this body into one that's better than this. Recognizable and yet better. Like, they, they, they could sort of know it was Jesus, but there was enough differences about him. Now, he... Uh, and I don't think this is going to be true of all of us, but he actually took his scars with him through. I don't think we will. But uh, His but scars kind of meant something. Yeah, Jesus' scars. So <laughs> uh, I think we get these, these perfectly, amazingly... Remember, death hadn't entered the scene in creation. So, you know, and I think you get glimpses of that. I was thinking about this week, about how the body kind of, still even in his fallen state, heals itself. You know, things grow back together. Things, bones can heal if you give them time. Skin grows back. Um, uh, organs. I was watching one of them. I think it's the liver. About the liver. That if you, if you, even if you've been terrible to it for a long period of time, it'll heal itself. Yeah. Like in, and like in a month. I mean, it's yeah. fascinating how some of those things can happen. Well, I think because how does that new body work? I just think it was like it just automatically took care of itself. And uh, and if you did something, it could just heal itself. You know, so, I mean, because I think, well, what if my new body falls down and breaks an arm? What happens then? I just think it's like, I think it's instantly healed. <laughs> and I actually have seen a bone instantly heal. Been a part of that. And had someone come to church one time, and they had fallen and heard their arm snap. Came Ooh. here first on the way to the hospital. We prayed. It seemed like something had happened. They went down to the hospital, had an x-ray. And on the x-ray, there was a uh, healed fracture. Wow. Yeah. So... There you go. And uh, 
you know, can that happen? It can. So anyway, I'm not sure how it all works. You know, we have to, we're not sure how everything works, but that's kind of the idea. So, yeah, it's not for us to know very good. right now. Yeah, okay. very good. All right. So thank you for that question again. Next one. Since we have already begun our eternal life and have family and friends here, will these relationships continue into eternity? Or will we all be so consumed with Jesus that our personal relationships won't be necessary anymore? No, I, I think that, you know, I, I think I say it this way, church. What's eternal is your relationship with God and your relationships with people in relationship with God. I believe those things are absolutely part of the the whole process. So, yes, um, I, I think that everybody that uh, you know who loves Jesus, you'll be in relationship with at some level. Relationships might change in, in how they're done, but they'll be rich and deep and better um, than, than we could ever imagine. We, we know that there's no pain or sorrow in heaven, right? right? So I think a lot of times with relationships... Uh, even our good ones, there's some pain and sorrow there. That just, that won't exist. Right. So, you know, like, I think, like, one of the things people are always curious about is, well, am I still going to be married to my spouse in heaven? And I don't, do you see any scripture in there related to it? Because I haven't, personally. You, you know, there's a talk about it, you know, at some point Jesus says that that level will be like the angels and, 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 uh, and then people have taken that to think we become angels, which doesn't happen. So this is one of those good times for me to say that. When, when believers die, they don't become angels. We don't you, learn how to play the harp. You don't, you're not an angel. You're never an angel. You weren't created an angel. You don't become an angel. You don't get wings. None of that stuff is how it looks. You're, you're just new physical bodies that last forever. Um, but, but somehow that picture uh, changes because I don't think we need to be fruitful and multiply. So... I, so I'm not exactly sure how all that fits, but you know I think it's all going to be it's going to be better than you can imagine. So so it's not like oh well, th- these person th- every people that matter to you now are going to matter to you then. It's just going to be different. That's going to be better. Awesome, great answer. And that was a very tough question that I just threw on you there that you no problem hadn't had on your pregame notes. Yeah. So very good. Uh, here's another question. Paul had the right idea about death. I, I know a lot of people that wrestle with the idea of it and their eternal fate. Uh, for this person, they've never felt a major worry about these things. But uh, what do I struggle, what he does struggle with, or what they struggle with, is God's promise in the present and feeling content. And how would they cope with that? So not necessarily worrying about death, but worrying about the Life. present yeah, yeah, and yeah. the now. Yeah, the now. And that's good. Um, and a lot of people have trouble being at rest, uh, feeling content. You know, Paul says he's learned to be content in all situations, and he went through a lot of bad situations. Um, but I, I think the, the answer to that is um, just learning and knowing that you can trust Jesus, knowing the Holy Spirit is with you, really developing that relationship so that you're, you're actually trying to tune in and be led and, you, and, and know how active... Um, God really is in your life, that he is absolutely involved in your life, that he's, he's uh, you know, all in with you. And I think if we can start taking that in, that some of the things that would cause us to be discontent sort of fall away, uh, uh, to not feel contentment. And so it's, uh, again, a lot of that's the way we think about things, too. There's always this uh, unsettledness in many of us, but, but we can experience peace that um, overwhelms all those things. You know, the, the peace of God that passes understanding. 
Right? Paul said, don't be anxious about anything. And this is that mindset. It's a, you know, this is one of my favorite verses, but he's talking about mindset. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is, no, whatever is excellent. Excellent if anything praiseworthy. Is, yeah, praiseworthy and admirable. Think about such things. So... Um, that's a mindset thing. And, and contentment in this life is also about a mindset. Realizing what's happened in Christ, that you're His forever, and that when you know that, really, everything is good, and you can, you can just trust in the Lord and go from there. Does that mean it's a pass on hard things? No, absolutely not. It's a fallen world, broken planet. But um, there's the bigger picture of knowing that God is with us and for us. Awesome answer. I think, um, you know, one, that's one of your core verses that passage in philippians uh, another one of your core things for years and you've done it for years is at the end you have your your hand signal for everybody it's be, being thankful for five things encouraging two people one more lost child back to that it's it, i would say it's that attitude of thankfulness helps you feel content mm-hmm. rather than focusing on the things you don't have focus on the things that you're thankful for on my way to work you know parking lot is it was flooded it's kind of gross looking we had it so pretty looking but anyway i'm just like lord thank you that it's it's not flooded today thank you that i get to you know do a job that i love thank you for my beautiful wife and kids and you know it's just having that attitude is helpful absolutely that's why we've done that for so long. That, five, two, one. It's crucial. It's uh, actually that verse comes up where I took that from. Second Corinthians five, uh, twenty-one is in this message coming up, or the one after that. But um, but yeah, it, it, be thankful for what you have instead of always frustrated about what you don't, what you have, don't have. And it does change your perspective. That's why we encourage you to do that first thing in the morning. Because there's always going to be something you don't have. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. you know, you got lots. So. Yeah. Great question. Uh, this was a bonus question. We have more questions after this. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those, did Adam have a belly button questions, but not quite to that right. severity. Uh, what do we know about the wine in Jesus' day? Was it stronger? Was it kind of grosser because people use their feet to crush it? Which <laughs> is, uh, I think they do that still. I, I, I would. <laughs> I bet there's some In wine some factory that has machines that do yeah. that for us that are very sterile and clean. Uh, as I understand it, in, in the wine in Jesus' day, it wasn't gross. People enjoyed it. And there was a lot of feasting that went on, and wine was a big deal. And the, if, like at the wedding feast, you know, when Jesus makes wine out of water, and the, the wine tester, the guy that in charge of the banquet, says, well, this is unusual. You'll save the, the best wine till last. Normally... You remember they, that episode yeah, of yeah. The Chosen? They, it was episode him, four. Right? That's a free show. You should watch it if you kind of want to get an idea of it. But um, yeah. yeah, that was... Oh, and actually, too, for those of you that come to church at Watches, if you if you can't get that, I have it on DVD. I can give it to you. I have about ten sets. I, you got? Oh, okay. I have a Blu-ray set. Do you have it on Blu-ray? I don't know what sets they are, but I have it on but DVD. They're probably Blu-ray. I have twenty sets of it. But, but it is can... a it is a free app. So yeah, yeah. if you do have a smartphone, and it, yeah. they made it super easy to cast it to yeah. your TV or Roku or whatever you have. But so. for those people who can't do any of that stuff, <laughs> I have ten sets on DVD that I would be happy to loan to you. Uh, you don't need all ten sets. Not so. not, all at, not all at once. And then yeah. you know they, they do that. The pricing thing was interesting too because it still costs them to stream it, but they offer it free to you. Right. So you actually do a pay it forward right. method where you pay for someone else to view it, which I think is a cool concept. So wine. So the uh, I think that a lot of times it was used. It would be weaker because a lot of times it was used to sort of disinfect the water. 
because the water back then was so unsanitary all the time. They didn't have the filtration. So they, would, they would mix it with wine, which the alcohol would kill a lot of the germs. And so that's a, that's a lot of what's going on with the wine back then. So probably not as strong, although, um, you know, they, they, were, they understood about drunkenness and all those things back then because they accused Jesus of that. So strong enough. And, um, and, and so there you go. And I think, you know, there was better and worse versions. But a lot of it was because the water was so unsanitary that they drank wine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I remember in history class, in medieval classes, they just drink beer until they discovered they could just boil water and clean it. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. okay, we still like beer, but, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, okay. Next question. And actually, the, those history classes, beer was actually used, and that's how people started living in cities. Yeah. Because they couldn't get clean water in the cities, so they would drink beer. And that, that's really how that, that happened. Wow. Yeah. That's, I wonder if that was like anheuser Bush building cities. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, the, the difference would be, you know, in the scripture tells us not to get drunk. No. On wine, because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's, you know, there's... Uh, there's all sorts of opinions on that that yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. think are fitting for... Moderation. Vine press, right? right? No, go. Okay. Especially not by us. No, no. You know. What do we know? What do we know? We can just press buttons and yeah. do things. Okay. So next question. How is sin still active in our lives as believers, despite the fact that we have died to it through Christ? And since we are made alive in Christ and seated in the heavenly realms when we believe, why is sin still able to have any power over us? And I think this mirrors the question we had at the start of the Vine yeah. Press And segment. again, it's a mindset thing, and it's, it has power over us because we allow it to. How about that? So hmm. there's something in that thinking that the enemy really only has... Any power over you that you yield to him. Because all of that was dealt with at the cross. And so now it's, it's those areas are, are us just yielding to him instead of the Holy Spirit. And, and so, again, it's a mindset thing that, we, that we're really thinking about what's going on. And I did. I, I sort of uh, answered that question in the, in the, in the beginning. It's a, it's a similar question. Um, so, so technically, he doesn't have any power. But we, because we're not perfect... Um, we will still make bad choices. And let me say, because some people have thought, well, you know, I, can, I could live. Some people think that because of these things, they can live perfectly without sin. And only Jesus could do that. We need to be moving in that direction. And over time, um, there should be things that you get better. But, you know, sin is like, you know, to make sure you don't get caught there. I mean, you know, sin is like the judgment's driving down the road sometimes i can i can think very poorly of somebody and and it's not loving my neighbor well at all many sermon illustrations yeah, and, have come and from i might your not vehicle. have acted on it but i sure felt it and you know sometimes you know jesus even said you know it's it's not even if you do it it's if you think about it you're still not arrived so that the reason i say that is so we realize that we can't do this in our own strength it's it's only as we yield to the holy spirit and and allow him to lead and guide and direct us and that we're really listening to him that the mind of christ is developed in us and that we, we, start be, we start enjoying our freedom more for its right sake. Excellent. All right. So two more questions I have on the page. And then we'll go to our uh, Hello Vineyard segment of the podcast. Uh, so this question. I'm sure there's significance to Jesus being dead for three days specifically. And like you said, he spent three days making sure death was thoroughly defeated and stomped down. Besides the fact that it's the number prophesied. Can you enlighten this person a little bit? Yeah. And actually, that's a great question. They've all been great. But 
if you remember me talking, I did it in this series, and I think I did it in the series before, about Jesus being um, on, the, on the road to uh, Emmaus with a couple of the disciples, Cleopas, and I, I think it's his wife, but whoever it was with Cleopas. And that he begins to speak to them, and he reveals to them in the Scripture, in the Old Testament Scripture, all of the things that sort of foretold about who he was. Well, this idea of third day runs throughout the Old Testament. It's all over the place. And it's a fascinating study. At some point in time, when you have some extra time, or you just want to have a study ongoing, start, start searching third day verses in the Old Testament. And the idea of a third day sort of resurrection of life coming from death uh, is, is throughout the Old Testament. Uh, I, I know there's well over at least, well over 40 examples in the Old Testament. So, you know, I'll start you off with a couple like Lazarus. Uh, uh, it's a New Testament story. Oh, you're thinking Old Testament. Oh, Old here. Testament okay. story. But, it, yeah. yeah. And, and that's actually... It did happen before. Yeah, yeah. And it was just sort of like, a, like okay, I can yeah. do it. You but know? but here's, here's how it happens on the third day. Uh, back in Genesis, in Genesis 1, actually life comes out of uh, the earth on the third day. So it's, it's not people, but it's life uh, coming out of earth. That happens on the third day. Um, Isaac, in, in Genesis uh, 22... Um, Isaac is spared. You know, he's, uh, Abraham has taken him up to, for the sacrifice. Guess when he's spared? On the third day. He's, it's going to happen, and he's spared, and God, presents, God gives him the sacrifice of the ram. Joseph's brothers, if you read further on in Genesis, they're, they're released from prison, which looks like death to them, on the third day. Uh, and so that's the, the sort of the, all of the tribes, right? The tribal patriarchs, they're released on the third day. There's more and more. I thought of another cool one was in Daniel. And if you look at Daniel 6, and you kind of have to, because it doesn't actually say third day, but if you read through the text, you find out what's going on with Daniel. Uh, on the first day, so a decree comes out there that they only can pray. Uh, they can't pray to God anymore. And Daniel just does what he's always done. He prays to God three times a day. So the first day, Daniel prays. The second day, the people that are trying to trap him, they're, they're aware that Daniel's doing that, and they go and make accusations to the king. And so they bring Daniel in, and he's tossed in the lion's den. And on the third day, when the king comes to check him out, he's fine. He's made it through. It's a deliverance from the lions. And, and it's a cool thing, because the lions were really hungry, and because people that went down their necks found that out. So, um, but God shut the mouths of the lions. So that idea runs throughout Scripture. The, the idea of a, a third day and resurrection runs throughout. And I'm, I'm sure that that's part of... What, how Jesus was talking to the disciples on Emmaus. Like I said, I think I said in the sermon, I hope that that's written down somewhere. And, uh, and maybe I won't care, but if we get a chance and we're hanging out in eternity and, you know, in life after life after death, and that would be a great read. Uh, and uh, I, I, So anyway, that's kind of my thought on that. But, but excellent. As all of these questions have been excellent, awesome. we've got one left. One more question. So uh, the idea of us now being from eternity and replaced in the now uh, they love the concept of God being from eternity to eternity outside of time, you know, right. Alpha and Omega. Uh, how can we use this idea to help pre-Christians to turn their lives over to Christ? Um, you know, carefully, because this, this is an interesting concept that's kind of hard to grasp immediately. Uh, unless you get people um, who are really sort of tuned into... Uh, supernatural things uh, and, and so they might like the idea of thinking but it's kind of an interesting thought that you're you're an eternal being living in the present 
and what that looks like. Uh, once people get a hold of it, I think it's life-changing. I think that when we realize that um, death no longer has a hold on us when we come to Christ, and, and that that's really been dealt with. We don't need to be afraid of it. Um, as I said, you know, and I don't want to make light of it because it's hard for us in the, in the temporary to deal with the fallout of, of death. But as believers ourselves, we don't need to fear it. And in fact, with the people that we know that relationship with Jesus, it, it's very temporary anyway. We're going to be with them, you know, before you know it. Blink of an eye. This life goes so fast. Uh, you know, being 60 now, and, and I just realize how fast it really goes. And, uh, uh you know, so with that concept in mind, it kind of helps knowing. So, um, so there's that. It's, it's, yes, I think it's powerful, but I think, it's, I, I think what it really does when we get settled into ourselves, it allows us to more fully engage in the life in Christ, which shows through us, which has a bigger impact on the people around us. And then, you know, over time, I think we get the opportunities to really share with them what this life means. And, and for, you know, that it's not just, hey, we've bought into a new set of moral rules and that's what it means to be a Christian. That's absolutely not it. We've, we've, we've amazingly stumbled into what we were always created for. And, and now we've been, you know, reconciled back to God and we can begin to live for Him and with Him uh, and live, live unto God. You know, that's really what Paul tells us. He, he no longer lives to sin. He lives unto God. We can live unto God, and that really changes everything. And all these questions, it changes how we think about things. It, it changes us from continuing to make poor decisions all the time. It changes us so that we are content and, and can settle in those things. It just, just changes, changes, changes us. So I think the more that that happens, the more impact we have on people around us. Awesome. Well, hey, great answers. Thank you guys for submitting those. It's uh, been a pleasure listening to your your wisdom. Oh well, thank you. And yeah, expertise. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're on the. Get, if we get to do this. It's fun. It is fun. Who thought? Who would have thought at this point that that this would be one of the things that we do? So well, we pre-record a, a podcast oh, there you right, go. right from stage, yeah, season yeah. two, Hello Vineyard. Yeah. So uh, anyway, what we've been doing on Wednesday nights. Is the <laughs> <laughs> along with our arguments on what we should market things as. Uh, we kind of go over uh, what we'll be doing this upcoming week and things yeah. we're getting done at church and behind-the-scenes things. Um, September is a historically slower month for us as far as extracurriculars, and uh, this year in particular has been a slower year for uh, extra events and stuff. But we're still planning things. Uh, you know, we've got the candy giveaway we're planning at the end of October. October 30th is sort of a, a uh, corona-free substitute for Fall Fest. Because I think of all the events we do, Fall Fest would have the largest potential for germs. Yeah. You know, with bounce houses and so sweaty costumes. So, yeah. uh, we, you know, we'll make sure the kids get candy. Because uh, at the end of the day, kids love candy. And We're also, October 3rd, I uh, just put this into the schedule unless something pops up that we're going to do a baptism. It's awesome. on a Saturday. So we're we've doing the Bay Honda. That'll be on a Saturday from 9 to 10. And um, so that's something to look forward to. That's in October. That's an announcement-worthy event. Yeah. Also, October 4th, um, we're going to restart doing our newcomers' lunches again. So if you're, if you're a newcomer to the vineyard, um, once a month we used to do a newcomers' lunch just for newcomers. So it's not for, not for 
everybody, but for newcomers. And you can come and hang out with Alice and I and some of the other pastors on staff. Uh, and we do a light lunch uh, at 12.15 on the deck outside. And, um, and then we take any questions that people might have about the church and about us and about things going and the rest of the staff shows up when they kind of finish up what they're doing. And when we are summoned. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> that's coming up. So October, more things. You'll also notice some of the Zoom meetings are about to take a break um, just because it's September and it's kind yeah. of... And I think we're all kind of tired of Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> We've Zoomed. We've, Zoomed, We've Zoomed all over the place. There's even murmurs of bringing back some movie nights, maybe. Yeah, I think in so. October. We're waiting on a couple of things to happen, but uh, but yeah, we had that discussion, and so we might start bringing back movie nights, maybe just one a month. Yeah, uh, or one once in a while. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're fleshing out the details, and it right. would be the family movies yeah, is yeah, what yeah. we're thinking. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that being talked about, and just starting to slowly gear things up. Probably the next major event that we'll do outside of our weekend services will be Christmas Eve candlelight services. Barring any sort of yeah, yeah. update. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, that's but that's, we're planning on that now. And it'll probably be three like it's been so we can keep some space. And yeah. It'll and, be great. You know, we'll keep our current seating arrangement where we've yeah, yeah, made yeah. it very possible for people to stay yeah. six feet away. Yeah, yeah. And safe and, and all is well. And uh, how about you? Worship set. Yeah. So uh, this week uh, we've got... I'll be leading a song, uh, Matt Redman and Brandon Lake. Uh, Brandon Lake's from Bethel. Uh, they wrote a song called We Praise You, I think earlier this year, like, uh, maybe late last year. So we'll start with that. And then the rest of the set is all songs from before the turn of the 21st century, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Marilyn and Joe are going to be a part of the worship team. They've been with us for, for years. They're, they're coming back on. And uh, Mary Lynn will be leading the, the More I Seek You, a classic song. Uh, and then my wife will be doing the hymn for this week, Great is Thy Faithfulness. She does an awesome rendition of that. And then uh, Jerry, Pastor Jerry, is actually bringing back another classic, uh, Agnus Dei, which is Alleluia. So uh, it will be, it, it, if you, yeah, not, not quite the right arpeggio there, but <laughs> close. So if you've been thinking, man, these guys do a lot of new songs, we're bringing in some classics yeah. this week for you. So Good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And, you know, we, uh, we have a pretty high-tech stage. You know, I'm running the switcher for my phone, um, which is kind of cool. You know, I can change the shots. I was changing the shots there. And, you know, I'm noticing color balance things I have to do on the two side cameras, which I'll do right after this recording, because right now we look pretty tan. And like, oh, man, I look, I look tan here. But now if I go here, like, this is what I have to do. I have to look at these details and then figure out a way to fix it. And sometimes when I try to fix something, another thing breaks. That was my life last week. So hopefully not that position this week. I want to have lots of success. <laughs> yeah. No, so that would be great there. Yeah. So cool. And then um, you have another passage there. Are you giving us a preview on next week's Yeah, sermon? and I was talking about, Lord, it's how Jesus really deals with sin, some of the things we've been talking about, how we're free from. And just to give you a heads up, so go and read the story in Numbers 21 from verses 4 through 9. Uh, and it's, it's one of those stories that people are like, why is that in there? It's about the bronze snake. But we're going to tie that all together with what's happening now. And so I love doing that with a story. So if you sort of read that ahead of time, you'll be ahead of the game. Because when... Uh, in John 3, when Nicodemus goes to Jesus, I always wondered why Jesus brought up that story to Nicodemus. But I think I can connect it for you. 
And because uh, I was like, what's that doing there? What's it mean? Well, we'll be talking about that and how that impacts us. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Good. So, hey, thank you guys so much for being a part of the Hello Vineyard podcast. We appreciate all the, the loyal viewers that have stuck through us through season one. We're excited about season two. 2.0. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Um, if you have any questions for next week for either segment, uh, you can... The Vine Press questions, where should they go to ask their Vine Press questions? All right, so on any of the websites they go to, there's a tab that says Vine Press Questions. Go there, and it will run you to a website, and then you can ask your questions there. And you can always just kind of comment on the church's page message, the church's Facebook page, if you want us to answer any yeah. funnier questions... Uh, we'll do at the end of the show, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we, we don't really get too many of those. No. I always look forward to the good ones. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah. know, the funny ones are fun, too. So this, so. like I said, so this will be, uh, if you're, we're going to stream this Wednesday night. And, yeah. uh, we're recording it Tuesday morning, so yeah. we'll have less live interaction. Right. But uh, it does offer us the opportunity to have a more high-quality yeah. production. And hopefully is, it won't be cutting out. That's sort of also the goal. It could still happen. You never yeah. know. You never know. Sure, right. blame your ISP. There's a, this video game my brothers-in-law and I play called Age of Empires 2, and you can actually type in a number and have these like pre-recorded quotes, and then yeah, oh yeah, sure, blame your ISP you is, go, yeah. is a common uh, excuse for losing in a video game. But anyway, again, thank you guys so much. I'm Doug, Pastor Steve. You didn't do any of the. Don't forget the app sponsors. We have to do the sponsors. Okay, he he really liked the sponsors. Uh, I haven't seen any of the checks come in the mail, though, no. so, but that's no. okay. Uh, we, we'd like to encourage you guys. Uh, one of today's sponsors is to download the Keys Vineyard app. You can go in the App Store, the Google Play Store, uh, search for Keys Vineyard. You'll find the great guy. Download him. Give him a five-star review on either store or both source if you have access to both devices. Do that. Uh, we're also sponsored by the Online Bible Institute. Uh, you can log on to onlinebibleinstitute.org. To become a student of the Jesus Moment Bible Institute, you can sign up for courses, which hopefully you can sign up as a student again, now that you've delivered a fix, yeah, yeah. as you said this last weekend, that was part of your message. So yeah. uh, you can sign up, you can get your associates in arts in ministry or bachelors of arts in ministry uh, directly from us for free, no cost to you. We give everybody a 100% full ride scholarship. It's one of the things we're very proud of. So uh, do that. And also, we had a, a third sponsor. Vineyard Church Online, did you mention that one? Vineyard already? Church Online, that's sort of related to Keys Vineyard Community Church, which is our biggest sponsor. And I don't know if yeah. I mentioned Keys Vineyard Community okay. Church. That's the one that's hosting it and allowing us to do what we I do. Think it's all, I think you did it. Yeah, I think we're, we're good, too. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Uh, we're, we're so glad to spend this time with you, sort of, virtually. I'm yeah. sure you'll find me in the comments. He might be in bed. But uh, <laughs> anyway, see you guys Goodbye, next time. Vineyard. We'll see you this weekend. Goodbye, Vineyard 2.0. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.